You are listening to Her Guided Evolution, a weekly podcast created to help Black mothers be consistent with their self-care and take daily action toward well-being. I'm your host, Shanice Jones-Cameron, a mom of three, wife, and PhD student. I created the show to connect you with tools and resources to help you commit to a healthier lifestyle, manage stress, and prioritize your personal growth. Now, let's start the show. Hey, you're listening to the first episode of Her Guided Evolution. And in today's episode, I want to start by introducing myself and some of the key ideas that I'll be referring back to on the show. And then I want to kind of get into some information about what I want this space to be about. So this project has been in the works for about the past five years. (laughs) And when I say the project has been in the works for the past five years, what I mean is that I spent the first... mm, four years in the planning phase, (laughs) you know, when you have all of these big ideas, but when it comes down to actually executing the ideas, for some reason, you just don't have it all together. So that's kind of how I've been with this space. Um, I had a lot of mindset stuff to address, which I'm still addressing, but you know, we'll get to all of that throughout the course of this podcast. But I actually launched this project under another name toward the end of 2019 and I released about seven episodes and the last of those seven episodes was released in January 2020. So I took a few months let's say several months from January 2020 to now which is June 2020 when I'm recording this to kind of regroup rebrand kind of get my messaging clear and needless to say the world is very different now in June 2020 than it was in early January 2020. So while I'm recording this, I live in the United States. Um, There's just, there's a lot going on, Um, especially as a black person, as a black woman living in the United States. There is a pandemic. We're living in the middle of a pandemic that is highlighting some of the existing structural problems and inequities that typically a lot of times hit black folk the hardest. And even in the middle of that police violence against black people, black women, black men, black queer folk, it is not letting up. So that is a whole other layer of what we are dealing with and have had to deal with since the inception of this country. And as a black woman, as a mother, as a scholar, I'm scared, I'm angry, I'm tired, I'm sad a lot of the time. And I think the world, especially black women, who I'm talking directly to with this space, black moms in particular, we need more spaces like this. We need more spaces where we can focus on our own well-being and doing what's in our power on a daily basis to make sure that we are the healthiest and the happiest that we can be. And we need as many online spaces that we can get where we are supported and able to be intentional in thinking about ourselves and how we feel and how we are able to exist in the world. And there are a lot of black women out here already doing this work and generations of black women who have been doing this work and spreading this message of wellness, spirituality and well-being. And I want to add to that by sharing my own story and sharing the knowledge that I have. So part of the reason that I made this space is because I'm really interested in this idea of 
evolving as a person and thinking about this idea of a personal evolution. And so when I talk about evolution as a person and evolving as a person, I'm thinking about it in contrast to this idea of growing older, like simply growing older and aging and growing older and changing in a way where you don't know who you're evolving into. You don't have any like solidified plans or any ideas. You just wake up one day, maybe you wake up maybe one day at 35 and you realize, man, I'm not the person that I want to be or intended to be. Like, how did I get here? How did my life turn out like this? And I want to contrast that idea with this idea of evolution and evolving and evolving in a way that you have this bigger idea of the type of person you want to be and who you want to become. And you're making daily strides to transition into that and to become that person. So in my, in my mind, a guided evolution is being guided by your inner intuition or being guided by this image of how you want to cope, how you want to exist in the world, how you want to feel in your body. And evolving doesn't necessarily have to be where you are really successful in your career or having all the external trappings of what we oftentimes consider to be success in a Western society. So money, a career, lots of visibility because you are performing at the top of your industry. That's one ways to look at evolving and I mean look I am a person that is working on a PhD I want to be really successful in my career but when I'm talking about evolving I'm not just talking about like I said those external trappings of success I'm also talking about how do I want to cope how aware am I of my emotions and how am I able to think about what is happening around me and the circumstances around me and how am I able to respond to that? Am I coping in a way that supports me, that makes me feel good, that makes me feel empowered and resilient? In other words, am I grabbing that glass of wine, which I oftentimes or at least sometimes gravitate toward? Or am I taking a few minutes to do the yoga poses because I know that makes me feel grounded and makes me feel safe and empowered. So I also think about this idea of evolving as kind of this inner work and this internal work that a lot of us can do in order to support our overall well-being. So I'm really interested in life coaching and positive psychology. I listen to a lot of positive podcasts, read personal growth books, and I'll talk a lot about managing your mind and personal development on this show. And part of what has made a difference for me in my well-being journey is coming across these different perspectives that make me rethink how I treat my body or how I think about the foods I consume, encouraging me to be aware of my emotions and being able and willing to feel and process my emotions and these ideas have guided me as I've grown so I want to talk about a lot of those to kind of reshape or disrupt how we are conditioned a lot of times to think about female bodies black female bodies in particular how we're thinking about the care that we should be affording to ourselves And that's one of the main ideas that you'll hear me refer back to over and over again on this podcast, kind of like disrupting some of those 
beliefs that we might have adopted just by kind of moving through our lives that we may not have consciously adopted, be it in regards to we need to put everybody before ourselves or food is something that is just supposed to taste good versus something that is meant to nourish our body. So we're going to talk a lot about that and kind of rethink some of those ideas. And looking at my own evolution over the years, I've grown, I think, because I've been taking some of this information and applying it to my life. So before, so I'll say like, I didn't really work out or anything like that until like the last couple years. I just started doing yoga. Probably I've been practicing yoga on and off for probably about the past five or six years. But when I think about it, I spent a lot of my twenties kind of in this kind of in this place where I wasn't super concerned or I wasn't super aware of how to take care of myself just because I hadn't really started a lot of that self-education. And honestly, when I looked around at the representations of women, particularly the black women in my life, their own self-care was not the top priority. So I used to hate working out. I didn't even start exercising consistently, like I said, until the last couple years. I tried and failed to go vegan like more times than I can count. I was vegetarian off and on. I was vegetarian for like six months a couple times and still just kind of went back to eating the standard American diet. I was always that skinny girl that kind of ate candy every day. <laughs> and I loved cheese. And I started changing and kind of shifting my idea about my own self-care and my own well-being once I started maturing and having kids and being more interested in complementary and alternative health therapies. So now I'm 30. I am about to turn 31. And I kind of think about how I was in my 20s or most of my life before now. And I'm kind of, you know, I'm just kind of shocked, but in a good way of how I've kind of evolved and how I've kind of changed. Now I'm a mom. I have three small children. I have two-year-old boy, I have two-year-old boy-girl twins, and I have a four-year-old daughter. So I'm that mom who is like cooking vegan meals. I've been eating a vegan diet for almost two years now. And when I say I cook vegan meals, I like make sweet potato burgers from scratch. I make cookies from scratch for my kids. I make homemade vegan popsicles for my kids. I just started juicing. Um, just a heads up, y'all, like the lemon, apple, ginger juice with a little bit of maple syrup putting that in the blender so good I think I got that from Erin on demand on YouTube but another one of my favorites is carrots orange turmeric and ginger and maple syrup that's another really good juice just FYI if y'all are into juicing so I juice now I try and consume a lot of positive media and I also completed training for my first half marathon a couple months ago it was actually canceled because of COVID-19 but I look at it like I can actually run 13.1 miles. Like (laughs) that to me, when I think about it and think about how I used to hate exercising and now I'm capable of running 13.1 miles. I'm like, look, there was some stuff that was like changing in my mindset and I've been working hard to change in my brain and thinking about like my diet now, the way I exercise, like the fact that I meditate and am fairly consistent with journaling and I am not afraid to go into my mind and see what I'm thinking and observing those thoughts like seeing that evolution and that transformation that I've made throughout my 20s it fuels me and makes me want to 
share this message of the importance of investing in your health, investing in making sure that you feel supported so that you are able to cope in ways that make you feel stronger and make you feel empowered. And that's one of the messages that I want to share on this podcast that I am going to be referring back to every week. I didn't start doing, I didn't start out doing yoga poses four or five days a week like I do now. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about that space between where you currently are and where you want to go and who you want to be. Like I said, I didn't start out running 13.1 miles. I didn't start out eating a vegan diet. There was a lot of struggle leading up to that. There was a lot of times where I kind of had to fight with myself to get myself to make decisions in line with that person that I wanted to evolve into. So we'll spend a lot of time thinking about that space and thinking about how we can support ourselves and give ourselves what we need to continue making those daily changes and incorporating those daily practices into our lives that will support that guided idea of who we want to evolve into. So I also wanted to share a little bit of information about me. So I am a mom. I have two-year-old twins and a four-year-old daughter. I'm also married. I am a PhD student and I am studying communication. And those are the perspectives that I will be speaking from throughout this show. So as a scholar, my work focuses on Black women's well-being discourses on social media. So with that, I'm really interested in Black women's well-being. I'm really interested in social media. Like I think around my department, I'm kind of known as <laughs> the podcast girl, or the one who loves podcasts. Like I love digital media. I love thinking about it as a form of sending messages. I love like theorizing about it and thinking about how it has impacted our society, how these technologies have changed over time. And I'm also interested in Black women's well-being discourses. And I think about well-being discourses as this holistic perspective of health that kind of disrupts or challenges or gives us a new way to think about ourselves that doesn't fall in line with this Western biomedical perspective of health where we think about each aspect of our body as separate so if something's wrong with your eyes you go to an optometrist if you are having issues with your digestive system you go to a digestive specialist so not necessarily falling in line with those ideas but more so thinking about ourselves from a holistic well-being standpoint and I'll kind of unpack that now so my perspective as a researcher informs how I think about well-being there is a 2018 article by Jamita Barlow and Lacante Dill. And they are, they are two Black women scholars. And they define holistic health or well-being as having like spiritual, emotional, mental, physical, and collective components. And I'll kind of break each one down to kind of tell you how I'm thinking about it and how it will likely show up on the podcast. So to me, well-being is not just an emphasis on the body. It's not like oftentimes I kind of moved away from the term wellness because wellness often has this emphasis on food and and exercise. And while that's part of what I'll talk about here, I'm more so focused on the body and food and exercise to, to, I'm more interested in that as it reflects how we feel about ourselves and the work that we are willing to do to take care of ourselves, if that makes sense. 
So I think about spiritual, the spiritual component of well-being as that can be your religion, that can be praying, that can be turning your troubles over to a higher power in some capacity and finding strength. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like Christianity. I think just by nature of how I was raised as a Christian, that may be some of the perspective that I'm leaning on, but I also practice yoga and yoga is a spiritual practice, not an exercise regimen. Like (laughs) our culture tends to promote yoga as an exercise program, but yoga is a spiritual practice. And so that can also factor into spirituality or the spiritual domain of well-being. And then there's the emotional domain. And emotional, I think about this as being aware of your emotions and taking full responsibility for how you feel. So being able to express your feelings and not giving your power away to someone else to make you feel happy or giving your power away to someone who may quote unquote, you may consider a toxic person. Emotional well-being is being able to recognize that you are responsible for your feelings being aware of your feelings and taking up your power in those situations, regardless of what's going on around you. That's how I think about emotional well-being. And then there's mental well-being and mental versus emotional. I think about mental as how you're processing information. So like your ability to focus and concentrate, being able to like rationalize and say like, okay, this is what happened. This is how I'm thinking about it, and this is how I want to respond to it. So emotional is more so, I think about it as being aware of your emotions and your feelings versus mental is more of like a processing kind of approach to what you're experiencing in the external world. And then there's physical. Um, For me, I think of physical well-being as kind of stripping away at the ways that we are conditioned in the West to think about ourselves as women, particularly Black women. So I don't want to give the idea that when I talk about food or when I talk about exercise, I don't want to give this idea of we should be thinking about these things from the perspective that we are focused on our weight or our attachment to adapting to the male gaze. I don't think that the most empowering way to think about our physical well-being is to think about okay can we be this size can we be this tone so we can look more attractive but more so my body is my temple and my vehicle my most precious vehicle that is carrying me through this world what can I do as far as like exercise and activities or what type of foods can I eat that is going to nourish and reflect the relationship that I have with my body which is one of gratitude appreciation so that's how I'm thinking about physical well-being I'm not thinking about it as in restricting yourself with calories and beating yourself up for eating certain foods or using exercise as a means to punish yourself but more so thinking about it from the space of I have been given this wonderful body that is going to carry me throughout my life I want to treat it with respect I want to be gracious and appreciate every aspect of myself so that's how I'm thinking about physical well-being and then there's collective well-being and I think about collective well-being as using your gifts to improve your community whoever you consider to be your community so for me this podcast contributes to my well-being because I'm using it to spread the word about health for black moms 
I think it's important for us to feel connected and to feel supported. And I am using my gifts or what I perceive to be my gifts, like web design, being a researcher, loving scholarship, loving communication as a discipline, being a mom, growing and learning through my own journey. I'm using that knowledge, that information and packaging it into something that I intend to help the collective that I intend to direct to a group of people who I hope this message will resonate with. And that's contributing to my collective well-being because that also gives me purpose. It energizes me. It makes me excited to feel like I can here every week and have this platform to share the gifts that I perceive that I have with other people. So that's how I'm kind of thinking about collective well-being. I'm going to be ending each episode with a segment called introspection. And with this last segment of each episode, I'm going to spend it talking about a thought that I've been marinating on, a situation, just something that's been going on during the week that I'm sharing with you in hopes that it'll give you something to reflect on as well. So for this week, what has been on the top of my mind as it's been for a lot of Black people globally as well as African Americans specifically are the current events and all of the headlines focusing on protests and police brutality I'm thinking about Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery. And it's just a lot. Like it's, it's a lot just being concerned for our safety, just being so like depressed and just angry because of everything that's going on and how little black life is regarded in our society. And I think about this in context of my scholarship, because as I mentioned, my scholarship studying black women's well-being or black women's health, a lot of the literature that I access is talking about health disparities and how black women are often afflicted with chronic diseases earlier than other members of the population who do not identify as black women. And that is true in general for African-Americans tend to be afflicted with chronic diseases at early ages in comparison to white Americans in particular, but also other ethnic groups. So taking the traumatic news headlines along with my scholarship and kind of putting those two in conversation in my mind, it becomes a lot, y'all. And part of what I want to point out with this space is, although we cannot completely disengage with what it means to be black in the society, what it means to be a black woman in the society. What we can do is hold space for ourselves and step away from everything for a little bit if we need to. And so while I will never say that I'm not going to cover like trauma and difficult topics on this show, I do want to point out in this first episode that those topics are not necessarily the focal point of the show. I want this to be a space of empowerment and hope and a place where black women don't necessarily have to think about all of the problems that are in our personal lives, as well as on a societal level, all of those problems. I want you to just be able to turn on her guided evolution for 
15 to 20 minutes each week and know that this is space and time that you are holding for yourself to think about your own well-being, to think about your own personal growth and to prioritize your health. That is what I want this space to be. I want to come here and I want for this to be a space, as I said, for empowerment, hope, where we can try and find some semblance of peace in all of this. And I want her guided evolution to be a space where you can come to seek inspiration and to help carry you throughout your week and start off your week in a place of feeling grounded and gracious and hopeful and empowered. That is what I want her guided evolution to be. So hopefully that gives you all some idea of where I'm coming from. I'm so excited to come back next week and talk with you. And I hope you all enjoy this week. Take care and be well. Thanks so much for listening to Her Guided Evolution. Don't forget to grab my free daily self-care plan, a guide that outlines exactly what you can do in the morning, afternoon, and evening to support your well-being. You can grab the guide at herguidedevolution.com forward slash plan. Once you sign up, I'll also send you free weekly emails to help you stay inspired and motivated on your well-being journey. Take care and I'll talk to you next week.